All right. So today we have Stacy Golden Lisnock with us, and she is going to be sharing something that is very important for every woman, for every smart woman with money to take in consideration. A lot of times we don't think about these things, but I think it is very important. So how are you, Stacy, today? Great. Thank you for having me, Sarah. Oh, I'm so glad that you're here. So Stacey, t- tell, tell us a little bit about you and how do you ended up doing what you do today? Well, so I am a native of uh, Southern California. Luckily, uh, my parents moved here before I was born. So that's um, where I live. I have two children and I've been married for a very long time. My background was financial services. So I was a financial advisor, certified financial planner. And um, did that for over 30 years. I got sick in 2018. And uh, it was an autoimmune issue. And and basically, it just sort of got to the point where um, I got really sick, didn't know if I was going to survive it. And so I ended up after that, when I finally did get better, I, I changed my career focus. So instead of being a financial advisor, I rebranded myself to be a financial advocate. Okay. And why financial advocate? Because it's all about financial education. And it's so amazing to me how little people know really about financial education, right? This financial literacy piece that just is missing from our education system. The very things that impact your lives, everybody's lives, are the, those things that we aren't taught in school. So I realized when I was sick on the couch with very little energy that I was the only one in the household that knew how to pay the bills or what they were, what contracts we had, what obligations, what investments, nobody else knew how to handle things. So if so basically everybody was relying on you because you were the financial advisors, the financial planner, and they didn't need to worry about anything. Oh yeah. They had it great. They didn't have to worry about a thing unless I died. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I can see, I, I, I do feel that financials should be uh, a family uh, situation, right? It, sh- it should not be just le- led to just one person yeah. uh, to take care of it. So what happened then when you were there and you realized that? Well, as soon as I got better, I, I decided that I would get this taken care of and make sure that if this ever happened again, that, you know, the people that needed to know would have the information in hand and so forth. So I started buying workbooks and there's plenty of them. That's for sure. And I was very excited and I felt very accomplished buying the workbooks. Okay. But then they'd arrive and I'd look through it and set it aside and go, ah, I'm going to get a different one. So I sort of, I sort of started collecting these, these workbooks all around like end of life planning and things like that. Um, and none of them were really getting me motivated to do the work, even though I, you know, felt like I was motivated to do the work. It's another story. So I actually created a, an online course and I thought, you know, there's gotta be other people like me that need guidance and structure and accountability and, and, and have a group of people that are doing this as well as me. So I have somebody else to discuss it with, cause it's not a conversation like that. You can just sort of talk to anybody about. No, not everybody wants to have that conversation. I agree. Actually, um, those are, you know, this is something that for the most part, we put it in the back burner. We don't even want to think about it. Right. Right. But why do you think that smart women with money 
do take charge and take care of these things? Why, why do you think they do that? Yeah, I, I have found that my best clients have actually been women that have, a, and a lot of times they're alone. So they're either divorced, widowed, or um, never married a lot of times, but they seem to want to make sure that they're not going to put anybody else out and that things are handled and they definitely know they don't know it all. So they're willing to have the course and they're willing to follow the directions and go through it l- gladly, like that they have a track to run on. And not to say that just women, but but specifically, you know, women are more, I would think, um, oh, responsible around that topic. They don't want to be a burden to somebody else. And it is a burden. Trust me, if you leave your stuff in a mess and you become incapacitated you have an accident, you know, you can get in a car accident or anything could happen at any time. Um, and then when you pass away, if you haven't sorted your things out and made sure they're up to date and had the conversations that are going to give people information to make decisions on your behalf, you put them in a very bad situation. Yeah. What do you suggest? Obviously, this, this could take hours or days, but what do you suggest would be the first step for women that wants to become smart women with money? What do you think it should be the first step for them to take action when it comes to this? Well, I really think that the very first step, and I've said this all along from the very beginning, is to start talking about it. Start having the conversation because even just mentioning it to your kids or your siblings or your spouse or uh, your your uh, business acquaintances, things like that. It's like, you know, I was thinking about these things and just sort of can't, if you just start talking about it, then it becomes less foreign and less uncomfortable because it is sort of an awkward conversation, right? Yeah. So you want to really just start talking about it. And um And then it's like, once you're familiar with it enough to realize this is important and you really do need to get at it, taking action, then I think it's just all about getting something like my program doesn't have to be my program, but my program is unusual in that it's, it does give you that guidance structure and accountability that the workbooks alone don't do. Um, It just gives you a track to run on and there's a beginning, middle and an end. And it's difficult on your own to see that. So, so what would be a good question? Like if, if somebody wants to start that conversation, mm-hmm. what do you suggest would be a good questions for them to ask to be able to talk about this topic? Yeah, we basically you start with yourself in the first person and you're like, you know, I was really thinking, especially if you have older parents or something like that, too. This is a really good segue. It's like, you know, mom or dad, you know, I was thinking, gosh, if something happened to me, you would be pretty much in the dark about what I have or what needs to be taken care of, you know, assuming that maybe they couldn't really take care of it, but it's a good way to start the conversation. And so I was thinking that I really need to take some time and make sure that all my ducks in a row, my God, there's COVID going on. You know, there's, there's always been death and accidents and things in the world. It doesn't seem to motivate people to take action though. So if you do know somebody maybe that's passed from COVID that was perfectly healthy before that happened to them or somebody that was in an accident and now they're incapacitated, somebody that has Alzheimer's, they say one in three people over 80 will be a a dementia patient. Once that sets in, you're not able to help. You can't give information. Um, I have a quick story on that. One of my one of my clients, she's actually in her eighties now, but she was remembering when her grandmother had dementia 
and 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 her father who was who was the son of the grandmother obviously she he kept asking her every time they went there mom where's your wedding set where's your wedding set and every time she'd give a different answer right and he never found the wedding set until one day when he asked her and he says mom where's your wedding set she goes oh it's in the sugar bowl and it actually was in the sugar bowl oh wow <laughs> mixed in with the sugar you know so you just never know but it took all those um prompting to actually get it. And I think most people just never find lost treasure, you know, hidden treasures and keys to things. Yeah. So. Yes. So what would you say to, uh, to our audience today uh, when it comes to putting together all their paperwork, their emergency uh, information, uh, mm-hmm. like their um, medical directives, uh, you know, in case something happened to them, their, um, life insurance, their assets, you know, anything that they have, what do you suggest? What would you tell them today that will move them to action, to take action when it comes to this and become a smart woman with money? Yeah, I think that I think the number one thing is to put yourself in this space and say, if I don't come home tonight, if I something happens to me today, just be that person looking in the window and looking at what you've left for your family to have to deal with, would they even know how to pay the mortgage? Would they even know how to get a hold of people that are on your schedule that you have appointments with? Would they, would they know anything? Like, really, I found that if you ask me that, no one in my family would have known where to start, what to do. They would have just been shaking their heads. And I think a lot of, a lot of people are in so much grief that they can't think straight anyway. Yeah. And then you add this other component on top of it, it just paralyzes them. And, and beyond that, if you don't have your, your things in order, then you're dealing with courts and, and attorneys and expense and time commit, you know, time in excess of two years of your life of stress and frustration. And really it just puts things in this downward spiral. That's almost impossible to get out of. So you want to look at that. What am I going to leave my family with if I don't make it through today? Wow, that's that's a great way to put it. You know, like push, pushing your putting yourself outside and kind of like mm-hmm. looking in the window. I think that's the perfect picture. That's the perfect way to illustrate it, right? And then mm-hmm. at that point, we realize that, wow, I don't want to uh, put that burden in my family. Or yeah, that would be a mess if something happened to me, which is, you know, when it, when, when it comes to women, sometimes we are like, like the, the ones that maintain the household in one piece. So if something happened to us, you know, everything will like go, you know, to chaos. Yes. So yeah. I definitely can see that that is a, the perfect way to picture it. Yeah. So, um, so once you realize that, wow, if something happened to me again, uh, what happened with your family? How was the dynamic? What did you do to resolve well, this? Yeah. Well, like I said, you, you just have to get yourself motivated to get the work done. And it isn't a week. It isn't a month. It, most of the time, it's a little longer process than that. And it's because you're looking at all the aspects of your life. So it's not just a matter of getting your will and trust prepared and having your healthcare directive in place and your powers of attorney. It's so much more than that. And, and the, the mistake that people make is they think they've got it handled. And for almost every one of those people that say, I'm good, 
but I'll let you know if I know if I come across somebody that can use your program. I just know that I haven't done a good job in explaining what this is. Every single person needs to do this because there isn't anybody I've come across that has done it yet. And it's such a sense of accomplishment when you do do it. You now have more bandwidth to basically get on with other more important things in your life. And then we look at things that are kind of like deeper, like, do I have the right insurance? Do I have the right investments? Do I have the right mortgage? I mean, that's down the road. First, yep. you got to find out what you have, because most people, when you really ask them, they have no clue. They don't know. Yep. They don't know anything about it. They that's just true. know they think they have it. <laughs> Sometimes they don't even ensure that they have it. Yeah. So, you know, when you're in the finance field, like I've always been, you just kind of assume people know stuff. But I'm finding that most people really don't. They really don't have a handle on it. And as long as nobody's putting their feet to the fire, they're just, you know, carrying on as if everything's fine until it's not. Yeah. Or people, they just don't want to even think about it. That's why they sometimes probably tell you, oh, I have a handle when they in reality, they don't have a handle, but it's not a priority for them or they don't understand it. So they think that, oh, this is not a priority for me at this moment. Yeah. But um, yeah, I completely agree that, um, you know, again, it's not something that we want to be thinking about, but it's something that is important to have it handle. So how often do you think that um, smart women with money should be reviewing their paperwork and, and maintaining uh, this information to up to date? Yeah, absolutely. You know, once you have it done, it's not a one and done um, deal. And I, I find this with funny when people have wills and they're like, oh, I've done a will or somebody will tell me they found their parents will after they had passed away. And it's like, they, you know, they had done this will like 25 years ago, like they were kids at the time or um, all of the people that they have in their will are dead. Uh, It's just, there's so much things that change over time. So I, a good rule of thumb is anytime there's a major issue, like somebody important to you has passed away and they're they're listed on a lot of things, like maybe they're listed as your healthcare directive um, agent, or they're listed as your successor trustee, Anytime somebody is ill that is in those positions, you don't, you want to change that because you don't want to take somebody that isn't capable or have the capacity to do the job put in that position because it's, it's difficult. And you want to make sure that they're, that they still have the same values that you have as well, right? Because things can change. Sometimes people change over time. Mm -hmm. And I would say as a, just a rule of thumb, you want to look at it annually just to kind of see, just flip through it, make sure that this is all still correct. Because a lot of times you'll change investments or you'll change, you'll change your job. And so all of your benefits are different and things like that. So that's one thing too, like a lot of people that are employed, there aren't benefits that your, that your heirs, you know, need to apply for. But if you haven't given them any of that information, it just, just never goes claimed. Yeah. I completely agree. So this has been very enlightening. I I know that there is so much more involved on this. So what, Stacey, what do you have uh, for the audience? I know that you have a gift for the audience. What is it that you you are offering to them? Yeah. So the very first uh, module in my seven module course talks about estate planning. And one of the portions in there is your advanced healthcare directive. So advanced directive, it's your healthcare wishes. If you become incapacitated to the point where you can't speak and you can't 
you can't give any kind of in, in directions or information that you've assigned someone as your agent to, to make those decisions for you because you've given them your wishes ahead of time. And it also ha- handles your end of life wishes, whether or not you want to be resuscitated, how you, how you want to be kept comfortable in your final days. And there's things that people would prefer, um, but how would you know them unless they have them listed down uh, on this document? And so I am offering a done with you session. So you get to come on a live Zoom where we actually go through question by question and you get it done in that session. And it's a $97 value free to you. And it's the first step actually in my course. And so I'm offering it to everyone out there to take advantage of. Um, you don't, doesn't give you any, there's no obligation for you to take my course, although I would love for you to do it. You do get a, you do get a really good discount. If after you do the advanced directive, you choose to do that, but it isn't a hard sell. Cause look, if you don't think that it's important for you, then I'm not going to make you believe it is. So you, you know, you have to be the one that decides when it's right time for you to actually get to this conversation. And I have to say, Sarah, for some people, it's a conversation that they can't, have sometimes because they're just not willing to look at their own mortality. So it's, it's very um, distressing for some people and for other people, they're very happy to have the conversation actually relieved that they're being given a solution to getting this taken care of. Do you have any advice for uh, the people that are afraid on even thinking about it? You know, I wish I, I wish I had something hard and fast, but like that wasn't my specialty being <laughs> psychology. So I, my personality doesn't really understand it, but I tell you what, I had a, I had a panic attack and until that happened to me, I didn't understand what that really was. And I could see how, like, for some people, it just is that frightening to even yeah. talk about it where they believe that by discussing it, it's going to make it happen. I mean, here to tell you that it doesn't work like that, but for some people, the way their mind works, they believe it. And so I don't ever push anybody, you know, into it. They have to want to do it, but I didn't realize how fragile sometimes some people can be, even in the, in the face of a terminal diagnosis, people sometimes won't even go there. They won't even, they won't even broach the topic, like with the person, like say, say it's your mom or something. You, you don't want to do that because you don't want to scare them or you don't want to make them realize that, yes, this is the end. The mortality. But, mm-hmm. Yeah. But I'm telling you, if you, if you, if you have the, ever have that opportunity to help somebody to give that information to you ahead of time, it will relieve them and it will definitely help you. It's so valuable. It, it can mm-hmm. be life changing, mm-hmm. not only for uh, the person that is organizing the paperwork, but all of their loved ones. And this is something that I always uh, talk about, you know, smart women with money and because money touches everything everything that you love and uh, and you know it's not about the money it is about what money uh, can do for you and what money can help you do which is to protect your loved one which is to uh, take care of them right and achieve financial freedom and and live the life that you always wanted so thank you so much Stacy, mm-hmm. for being here again this is something that a lot of times we don't want to talk about but it is so important it can be so life-changing so Please, please make sure that you uh, become serious when it comes to something like this.
this, uh, you know, take advantage of uh, Stacy's offer. And uh, I'm, I'm just going to ask you just a couple of more questions that I always like to uh, ask my audience. Uh, my speakers and my guests. And the first one is, what do you prefer in the morning? Do you uh, prefer to uh, drink tea, coffee, a juice? What do you like to eat, look, to drink in the morning? Oh, <laughs> uh, I have been drinking uh, coffee. Okay. Yes. All right. Okay. And so it's, and it's, it's a half calf. So trying okay. to get off the caffeine. <laughs> All right. Okay. And then if you were to recommend a book, to our audience, uh, what, which book do you love that you will say, yes, you know, let's, I, I want to recommend this book to, I would recommend this book to anyone. Yeah, I, I think um, the seven habits of highly successful people, you know, Stephen Covey, I mean, he has a lot of such great, great information in there. And I think for a lot of people, you know, they, they've heard of the book and they, they dismiss it after that, but it has some life-changing um strategies in there or is it ways to just be right that you that will help anybody that takes it seriously so that would be my recommendation yeah absolutely absolutely and then um is there a podcast that do you ever listen to podcasts <laughs> I just have my day. own podcast oh awesome I, I do it's what is your Leg podcast yeah it's called legacy therapy okay. planning techniques for a stress-free legacy all right perfect I will make sure to put that on the show notes as okay. well All thank right. You. So thank you everyone for being here and thank you, Stacy. And we will bring even more information, more money tips, and even uh, more life-changing opportunities for all of you. So for now, you've made it a great day. <laughs>